Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for your support. I know you've been multiples um, and have really supported me during the last couple of months and weeks and I really, really appreciate it. I've got um, listeners from all over India and all over the world, so thank you so much to all of you. Uh, these conversations, these podcasts are to trigger conversations um, among my listeners um, to to have them continue uh, these conversations with their friends, with their families, social media groups, and, and, and do the research and gain the knowledge. Um, and so today we're going to talk about something very important. Yesterday we talked about the famine of 1943-44, brought on by Churchill and the war in Burma, uh, the Japanese invasion of Burma. Um, Today we are going to stay on that topic. We're going to talk about famine and drought. This time it's not uh, the British, it's not Churchill, it's not the Japanese. It is our own doing. And India will go into a famine and drought by 2030. It is very, very devastating my dear friends it is important to talk about it and so that's why we're going to stay on the same subject um, so that we raise awareness as soon as possible so uh, let's begin right away we talked about the famine in 1943 a man-made famine uh, we talked about the conditions that caused the famine yesterday uh, in 1943 and it's not very different today Okay, it just a little bit. Um, the labels have changed. The mosaic has changed a little bit, but it is pretty much in the same space, um, almost not completely. So, in nineteen forty three, after that famine, uh, we got independence. By the nineteen sixties, we were facing a massive food shortage okay uh because there was not much done uh to invest in in agriculture until that point remember we said yesterday that there was not much investment in agricultural uh policies in during the british raj into agriculture enhancing uh crop yield uh none of it was done during the british raj the british were more concerned about gaining the taxes and shipping it to the to the united kingdom for war and for extra expenditure which means using it for themselves besides us and reinvesting it on the land um so again um in the 1960s, India was facing a massive shortage. Uh, people were writing off India because of this shortage. Three million dead. We never talk about it. We talk about Churchill, but we never talk about the three million died in, out of hunger in the 1960s. Um, India it requested um, the food, f the US, uh, 10 million tons of wheat. To avoid food shortages. However, uh, Lyndon Johnson did not like Indira Gandhi at that time because of opposition to the Vietnam War. And so he was not very keen on giving aid or gave very, very little aid to India. Remember, India was, um, remember, the United States was also by that time an ally of Pakistan. And Pakistan was waging war with India. And so they were definitely not going to help India at all. 
they had no problem seeing India suffer. Uh, that is when the Green Revolution happened in India. We had to do something, so all the agricultural minds got together and initiated um, uh, techniques, farming techniques. We, in, uh, we uh, imported farming techniques from abroad, uh, in machinery from, from abroad. abroad. Uh, they started using fertilizers, pesticides, and other methods to increase the production capacity so that we could feed our people. And that, my dear friends, was uh, the Green Revolution in India, something which was very successful. Um, and fed our people for the next, but actually it's 60 years now since the revolution, approximately 50 to 60 years. And um, they're pretty much fed India and, um, you know, cultivated more crops that we even export and we even uh, give as uh, food for uh, refugees all over the world. So that is the India of today, thanks to the Green Revolution. But we lost 3 million people for this in the 1960s. So one such system was the rice, the dual rice wheat cropping system, farming system. Okay, It meant that rice was to be grown and rice and wheat was to be grown in the uh, in sequence of the same field rice would be in the monsoons wheat would be in the winter now the bonus or the benefits of this that means it would increase the crop uh, the productivities of crop uh reduce labor big economic benefit as compared to the other systems and and products and other food grains grown um very much more financially beneficial and uh because of this india came out of its shortages in the 1960s like i said very beneficial uh, and we've We've continued on that system till today, okay? Um, it's become really the, the foundation and the backbone of farming, and especially in regions of Uttar Pradesh, Haryana, Northwest Punjab. Um, and, and this method is used for farming for at least 9 million hectares, 9.2 approximately, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it worked very well because we know rice and wheat are the staple food of the population of India. Um, and they're very critical for our diet and the economy of India. So that's very, very important to know that. Um, however, like I said, we're cycling. Okay, we're cycles, currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. So the currents may be at full strength, you know, uh, somewhere about, what, a kilometer, two kilometers, a kilometer from, from, from the beach. But slowly it comes, it comes and comes and it dies down and, it, and, and you've got, and it, the wave finishes on the beach and it goes back in the water. And we have to always be cleaning the dirt that's coming out of the ocean. We have to learn, we have to understand. So that's the same dirt does not go back into the ocean and we can clean the oceans, we can clean our minds and, and we can be ready for the next wave. So those are currents and waves, we are cyclic. Every single junction has to be made into an intellectual laboratory. What is good for me? Uh, 50 years ago may not be good for me today because we have used uh, the same system we have to change so as i said last time we've rented this concept of of green revolution we've used it to the best now it's it's no longer good we have to change that we cannot use the same system all the time 
but uh, unfortunately, we have. Um, and that has caused massive, massive uh, problems in India. Uh, we know the state, the financial state and the, uh, the distress our farmers are in. Uh, farming is a mess in India. When I say mess, I mean the state of farmers, unfortunately. Uh, they don't see any options to do anything outside farming. So they remain in the farming. They've got huge debt loads. Suicide rates are up. Um, and and um, that is a massive, massive problem. They're caught in this cycle of debt and suicide. Um, and therefore, um, we are looking, the Indian government and, and states are looking to other types of crops and food systems to cultivate and go forward. Um, and yes, so basically... What we have in India at this point is 60% of our population works in agriculture. Uh, it contributes about 18.5% of the GDP. Um, but like I said, approximately 10,000 farmers commit suicide every year. And those rates, and the rate for that, the reason for this unfortunate uh, situation is we know that crop yields are going down, my friend. The climate is the climate change is ruining lands. We have markets that are oscillating uh, so much that it is very very difficult for a farmer to meet his debt load, meet his uh, financial output. His security is unstable. Markets because markets are not stable, um, and one of the catastrophes of uh, farming this rice what rice. Um, and wheat system is that um, it uses a lot of water. Okay, we eat rice, we have rice on the table, and we throw it out on the food plates. We throw it out, we do not think. But every time we, we throw rice, we're not just throwing the rice, we are throwing our food, but we are throwing a lot of um, water, and we're wasting water because there's a lot of water used to cultivate rice and wheat in our, in our system that we use today, groundwater levels have reached dangerous, very dangerous le levels. Um, we are also using a high quantity of pesticides and fertilizers. Uh, and each time we use it, we are converting our soil and our fertile lands of India uh, and our food that we eat into poison due to the excess use of fertilizers and pesticides. Um, so what exactly is this uh, rice farming system? Okay, um, so we know rice is, this, is, 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 this, is our basis, our staple food for about 70% of our population and the rest of India consumes wheat and other grains. Uh, it's a critical part of our diet of India. Uh, for this system, the the water use, the water use to cultivate this land is massive, okay? We're not just using surface water, we use groundwater. That means the water table below. Very, very important to understand that there is surface water that you see over the surface, the rivers that's flowing, the rainwater, and then you have groundwater. That means the water table, okay? Uh, so, example, potato requires for per kilo of 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 potatoes, it requires 500 to 1500 liters of water per kilo. 
Wheat requires 900 to 2,000 and rice requires 1,900 to 500 liters. Um, and all this is coming from groundwater tables. Now, when the uh, revolution started in the 1960s, um, the groundwater table, the water table was high and we needed, uh, we didn't have the population we have today. It was, it has tripled since then, but 60% of our water needs at that point came from surface water and only 30% from groundwater. That has changed, my friends, and it's gone from 30% uh, surface water and 60% groundwater. That is very, very bad. Now, if you're using up to 70% uh, of groundwater, your, your ratio is 70, uh, around 70%. You're okay. Um, you're okay. Um, that means you, you're you're within the sustainable levels, okay. But beyond that, it's not safe. You're looking at drought, okay, because you cannot use the water table all the time without thinking the water table is one day going to disappear. Uh, and you are part. Here are these states in India that are bad. Andhra is okay. Tamil Nadu, borderline 77%. Delhi, 137% of groundwater usage. Haryana, 133%. Rajasthan, 137%. Punjab, 172%. That, my dear friend, is drought. So by 2030, you know very clearly that the water table is going to disappear. And this is, is absolute drought all over India. Can you imagine the, the problems that are going to cause? Um, and rice and wheat are the staple foods and cultivation in these states. And it, it, because of this, of this drought, if this happens, it will ruin lives. Uh, the work, the farming of the farmers, their income, and it'll cause food shortages all over India. Okay. So that's one of the thing high, it uses groundwater. Secondly, it uses a lot of water, plenty of water, this rice-wheat system. It also uh, has effects on the soil, okay? Uh, extensive tillage. We know, you know, it, rice requires a lot of um, tilling. Uh, you have to create a smooth bed and you, for planting and you let the water come in from... from uh, you let the water come in from rainwater. You see, you see right cultivation. You see these squares all about the place. And you're growing paddy fields. They're growing rice in that. You have to, rice has to be covered. The seeds have to be covered with water. The, sorry, the earth has to be covered with water. Uh, and it's held, the water is held in that puddle. Um, you go to any state, a uh, state of Goa with a lot of paddy fields, you'll see this all the time. Um, so extensive tillage is done for both rice and wheat, and it leads to soil erosion, my dear friends. Nutrition depletion and loss of soil organic matter. Uh, that is one of the reasons we recently have the soil movement, save the soil movement. Uh, I think we've heard about have heard about it. You can you can Google it. Save soil movement, um, and so soil excess tillage causes uh, erosion, nutrient nutri nutrient depletion, and loss of soil organic matter. Uh, that's one of the downsides. That the other the fourth downside is pesticides. We use a huge amount of pesticides, which causes soil acidity 
nutrient imbalance. It's very much like a human being eating only fast food. So we eat fast food. What are we going to have? We're going to have new, we're going to have uh, acid, acid reflux. Okay. Similarly, same thing. Acid reflux is going to happen all the time. We're going to have medication and the doctor is going to say, you have to change your food habits right off the bat. We won't have any nutrients because we're eating what chips and Coke and burgers and fries and chips. Is it good for the human body? Well, it's the same way for the soil. The moment you feed them, uh, feed the soil with pesticides, okay, it's, it's corrosive. It will cause acidity um, and it will cause a nutrient imbalance on the soil, just like a human being. And so it reduces soil fertility and the productivity. Uh, and so that's why we're getting sicker by the day. The planet uses 5 billion pounds of pesticides per year. Do you realize that, my friends? Not only India, but the whole planet. So it's important. And the last uh, problem is greenhouse emissions. 16% of our emissions, uh, India's emissions come from agriculture, out of which 30% of these 16% comes from rice alone. So we see we have plenty of problems with this. We have greenhouse emissions. We have um, pesticides so, uh, causing problems, uh, soil health depletion, uh, soil erosion. We have groundwater, um, groundwater being used, groundwater table reducing. We have a lot of uh, water required for um, groundwater required for this cultivation of the rice wheat system. On the other hand, it's fed India for the last 50 to 60 years. So we have plus and we have minus and the minus is not good because we are going into drought. It's important. So what is the solution? And here comes the best of the solutions. There is a crop, my friend, called millets. I think we know it all by ja uh, Jowad, Bajra, Ragi, we know all of these. We've been, we've been reading, we've been using it since 4000 BCE. So it has been a staple also of the Indian countryside uh, for thousands of years. We've, we've uh, cultivated it, used it, and it is a super crop, okay? Why is it a super crop? Because like we said, rice and water, rice and, and wheat use a lot of water between 1900 to 5000 kilo uh, liters of water per kilo of, of rice um, with millets. Uh, it's only re requires 650 to one, uh, 1200 uh, liters per kg. Um, they can be grown on any type of soil. Okay, sandy soil, saline soil, problem soils, low fertility soils, they can tolerate extreme weather conditions, drought, flood, and extreme temperatures of plus 42, 40, 42. So you see, it, it can go in any state whatsoever and it requires very little water. Even if the rainfall is less, it's not a problem. Uh, they are not, millets are not dependent on rainfall, so you can grow it anywhere, okay? Um, they can survive on uh, only on surface water uh, um, and and doesn't need rainfall in drought conditions uh so really this is a win-win situation when it comes to water okay um they can survive like i said surface water um so that's why this crop can be used to uh, restore groundwater levels and barren land all over india can be used for its cultivation um they 
millets again do not need pesticides because they're pest free uh, crops that means they do not attract pests even when they are in storage very important so no pesticides so uh, because of no pesticides less water required less uh, groundwater required you can use surface water less rainfall required that's great um now less pesticides means less toxins in the crops the soil health gets better the groundwater is not contaminated soil is uh, nutrified um soil health is improved and it's a very very healthy product or products uh so it helps what are the nutritional value helps sh blood sugar control low glycemic index compared to rice and wheat uh helps diabetes helps di digestion gluten free it's source of dietary fiber it improves skin quality it's low risk it reduces risk for chronic diseases heart diseases and stroke um and it gives you uh increased uh, iron zinc magnesium and reduces inflammation of the body very very important nutrition value is is very high up there compared to wheat and rice um it has more calcium than wheat and rice and 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 as much as protein uh many calories uh as as many calories as grains and this is available all over the country so that is why it is a it is a very it's a in demand uh crop and product very important um and the government is giving subsidies for anyone who wants to engage in cultivation of these crops they are uh, many festivals helped uh farmers and in, in uh, to bridge the gap for, between farmers and international buyers there's education uh, centers for raising awareness and all of this is absolutely great so it is time for us to switch from uh, rice and wheat because we're not going to be able to sustain farming the livelihood of farmers the food uh requirement remember we are even becoming we are uh we are uh, population has increased and is increasing every day so that's important to understand because we've overused the soil overused this rice wheat system we've overused the water we are paying a price on the other side so one side we have water we have food but the other side this is going to cause huge shortages in the future so we have to alternate alternate our crops uh, and millets millets are the best solution in every angle low water consumption uh any any type of soil um low ground water uh drought conditions can be used barren lands can be used uh improve soil health improves the health of the of the human being or the body that that um that receives this the human being that eats this it's pest free crops and it restores uh groundwater levels i've said that so it is a win win situation across the board my friend win win situation if we do not do something now it is over in 2020 so all the the fact that india is going to be a superpower india is going to be a global power india is going to be a great economy is going to go down the drain if we do not change our uh food consumption and food production uh capacities and levels the government is definitely looking into this uh, there are states who have already taken action and that is important to know it, so it's not just 
starting it's already started and it's important for you to have these conversations with your friends with your families uh, with your neighbors share the information share the podcast but more importantly google research it do your own research about millets about about its consumption its values how it's cultivated compared to rice wheat systems um what is going to happen uh once the water table disappears the soil erosion happens what is going to happen to us to india and to our food requirements it's going to be disaster so it's time to take that now uh promote using millets for food into rice and wheat join uh programs to volunteer with farmers to take your children to promote using products of millets and wheat charity work with farmers uh volunteer like i said work with them join groups form groups to spread the knowledge to spread the information and to spread awareness and and start using millets more in your food i know a lot of indians use it because when i was sick i was told to use ragi all the time and that was great i ate a lot of it when we were kids and we know that indians have a great habit in using eating millets because it's very healthy every home will have it and this is the time to step on the gas and share and spread the awareness as much as possible to avoid another famine because this time we're not going to lose 3 and 4 million we're going to use we're going to lose millions 50 60 millions at a time so that's very very important to understand my friends uh so awareness is the most important thing and you will do this country uh and her people india and her people a great service if you in the, if you take part in spreading awareness about this problem um and the usage of millets to um to rise above it um and share the knowledge with your friends family social media groups as much as possible so that we can all rise together we can all heal together and we can all contribute together as much as possible whoever the government whoever your friends this should come uh this should become a priority um having these conversations uh, about this problem should be a priority across the board very very important so on that note i thank you for your time i thank you for joining my podcast today for listening in and like i said share this with five friends ask them to share it with five friends and some and others to share it with five friends and we will go from there we will rise up together to be a better india and a real real powerhouse in the decades to come a uh, decades of our children and our grandchildren and and so that they may inherit a, a better country that we did um going forward from here on this note i take your leave i thank you very much cheers and stay safe